you have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, tonight's live stream, we're going to break down the Bulls' win over the Brooklyn Nets. The first game with Pat Beverly. We're going to get into it all and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. That's Pat the Designer. I'm Hayes. We we forget all the intros. This is a short episode, so we're not getting all in, along with it. That the Bulls got the goddamn dope. The Bulls got the win. That seeing the Bulls win in this way was fun. It's what we needed to see. Uh, great to see the Bulls get this win. Go ahead, brother. Hey, I told y'all. <laughs> I told everybody. In this mug, Hayes included. We've already started the debate, so we might as well bring it over here. This is what happens when a point guard is in your lineup and people can play the positions that they're supposed to play. Zach Levine looked like Mr. 215 when the responsibility on him in the third quarter was not, I have to playmate for everybody else. I didn't sign Zach Levine here to playmate. I signed him here to do what Pat Bev said, put the ball in the bucket. Thank you, Patrick Beverly, for being a point guard. Now, here's the thing. Do it again. <laughs> now, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. Here's a, we all felt this, right? Did we all, let, let's all collectively come together as a Bulls nation. Kumbaya real quick in this mug, right? We got to that third quarter, and every one of us was like, dog, if they blow a lead, <laughs> that was they they scored 29 points and a half, bro. If they blow this lead, <laughs> I will announce my tandem. Knowing we're not gonna do it. But I I I just I'm gonna be honest with you, right? They have to keep doing it, they have to keep working this, but it looked so great to see the Chicago Bulls with a guy that literally just was like, No, you're not going to do what you want to do. This is how we're going to run the offense. And to the point where Billy Donovan in the postgame show talks about Pat Bev has only been here for what, a week? If that a week, right? It's basically just a week. Mm. He, 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 Pat Bev. Well, technically, he just showed up on Wednesday. So he hasn't even been here. Only a couple yeah. of days. Pat yeah. Bev going to the sideline saying, Billy, what's that call? What, what's the call that we need for this play? How do, how do we run this? How do we? He's trying to implement the offense that Billy Donovan has been trying to run. The offense that when the Bulls win, it looks like, hey, the Bulls ran an offense. And when the Bulls lose, it's like, why are we playing one-on-one? -on -one? Now, you have to keep doing it. I'm not saying that the process is done at all. And, and listen, this could be, a, if I'm not mistaken, right, didn't Tristan Thompson come out and get like 15 points and 10 rebounds in his first game as a Chicago Bull, something like that? You still got to prove it to me. I'm not fully sitting here like, oh, my God, we got championship seven coming our way. But I I do like how this team looks when there's a point guard in the building. And I think that that made the biggest difference with what we saw tonight. And the fact that you got a point guard that's also very like, hey, you're not going to blow past me on defense also helps a little bit, right? And when he's passing the dude off to Alex Caruso, who's also like, you're not going to blow past me on defense, makes it a little easier for you. What did you think about Pat Bev tonight, brother? 
Pepev played came in and he played he played really well. I think the 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 intensity on defense, the communication on defense, like that's the thing. This was the closest version of how we look when we had Lonzo that we've had since Lonzo left. And it wasn't just because I mean, you disagree on the fact it's not just that we had a point guard, his communication on defense, the execution was better. Even when the bench unit came in, they executed better and played with a better heart. The, the body language of this team was different. I think it's a mixture of this team focusing on what they needed to using the break to kind of refocus this team and, and figure out what the hell they needed to do. But then on top of that, it was like Pat Bevin is energy. Him going to the crowd and looking towards the crowd is something that we haven't seen in a while. We don't have that type of energy. Seen that all season. Zach did it once. Zach did it in the game. That, that's crazy that we yeah. can say once and you can pick it out. I swear, I literally looked at Jay sitting over here, Jada. I literally looked at Jay and was like, "Have we seen that at all this year?" <laughs> like yeah. somebody saying, "This is my city. This is my house." I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we just, it's more than just having the point guard out. There's the execution of the team, limiting turnovers. Uh, like I said, e even DeMar, here's what I'll say. If anything, the thing of DeMar breaking the offense sometimes kind of got proven because he tried to today. He there was absolutely – there were three straight possessions where I was just like, DeMar, what? What are you doing, bro? But I don't want to harping on the negative because overall it was almost overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> But I, I think I think that's where the point guard conversation comes in. Having a real point guard, right? What does Ayo Dasumu do in those moments? Ayo Dasumu says, okay, DeMar, shoot. I think it's also having a veteran. Having I think it's also having a veteran. Having a veteran, for sure. Yeah. But, but listen, Ayo Dasumu, Ayo Dasumu is not just the vet that just sits on the sideline and just lets people. He's he's not Patrick Wood. Right, I would assume was the dude that we we've commended for speaking up for telling his his veterans, hey, we can't do that in this moment. We got to be better in this moment. We got to do right, like when any, when when mugs are running over there to get a tech, the only person that runs over to him is I would assume, and they usually yeah. stay for the tech. But the only per right, like Io's not the dude that's just like I'm gonna just sit here and let this happen. So I, I, I'm going to give him credit on that. I feel like he's vocal with the guys he's playing with. But there are moments where Io, as the point guard on this team, the starting point guard, and I think the reason Billy Donovan swapped him out tonight, is very like, okay, at the end of the day with your shot selection, you're DeMar DeRozan. What the heck am I going to tell you? Mm -hmm. And I can hit that That's with Patrick fair. Beverly. Patrick Beverly is going to war with DeMar. He's going to war against DeMar. And so I think that that makes the biggest difference with what we saw tonight. Yes, it is a veteran point guard, but the fact that you have somebody that comes into the offense and says, hey, this is what we're running. Zach, and, and Zach, look, my favorite thing tonight, Zach throws the ball to Pat Bev in the corner. Pat Bev looks at Zach and throws it right back to him. <laughs> Go. And I, I think that that's the thing that the Bulls have missed, that guy that's going to tell people where they need to be. There were moments where DeMar did want to take over tonight. Pat Bev didn't allow it. Like, not, not to say that he's right, like, controlling everything that's happening. But DeMar wants to take over. Pat Bev runs through, gets the ball back from DeMar. He don't give it back to DeMar. He throws it down to Vooch in the post. Those are the little things that keep you going offensively. Now, in the defense, we do got to talk about the defense, man. What'd you, what did you see as far as impact from the team as a whole, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the whole team credit, right? Was they ran out on every shot. Every even if the even if they were completely out of position to contest the shot, they still ran out and had and made the player take that shot a little bit quicker. I do also like how they swarmed the ball. There was not a single time that a player was caught out of position on a pick and roll. When's the last time we were able to say that about this Bulls team? Is that Pat Bev or is that Depth? Because the Bulls, it was a mixture have, of both because the they did it still when Pat when Pat wasn't on the court. They yeah. did it when Pat wasn't on the court. Like, the defense kept it up. The bench kept up their defensive intensity. And I do think that 
I think also Billy Donovan actually coached this game, right? The Bulls get out to 11-0 run to start the game. The Nets score three three possessions in a row, I think it was. Billy Donovan calls a timeout. The Bulls immediately go back on another run. I'm out. Hey, yeah. I, I said that all year. I said, bro, like three possessions is the max. We've yeah. seen every coach do this. Billy, I, I give credit. I that That is a fact. You're, you're 110% right. Billy Donovan, I think, did a better job coaching the team tonight. I think that that goes into that there's a there's a part of the game where players are in the right position that you don't have to worry about trying to overcoach. That's a fact. That's where Billy Donovan is best. That's a fact. The players are playing. Zach Levine actually this I, this is the first night all night Zach Levine was able to be a two guard all season. He actually was able to be a two guard tonight. At no point in the game, how, how much does Zach run point? A little bit in the first? A little bit in the third. There was a period in the third where Pat Bev sat down that Zach was still out there. But that, but even when he did that, because of the, because the Bulls were moving the ball with intention and, and not having the turnovers, there wasn't the, the overpassing. And players, shout out to the role players too. Pat Pat on a couple of fast breaks completely crapped the bed, and I was like, Pat, what are you doing? But for the, bro. Like, literally, I saw that, and I was like, come on, Pat. But Pat Pat had a pretty good game. Five of eight from the field, 17 points, uh, two steals I think he had, too. But uh, overall in this game, nobody really passed up open shots. People yeah. took it. Now, there were a couple times where Io drove to the lane, and I understood why he drove to the lane, but it ended up being a more difficult shot had he just took it. But I understand because he thought he could take his man off the dribble. But I'll say this. There were a couple of bad shots in this game, but usually bad shots usually – Give, give the Bulls. The, well, they really identify the game, right? You can you can tell a, a Bulls bad game by like a quarter of bad shots. There yep. are only a, ha- a handful of egregious bad shots in this game. Otherwise, it seemed like everything just moved very well. Let me ask you this: so that there there were people in my live call today, which which was so much fun. It, it was just amazing to actually watch the Bulls win. But the people <laughs> in my live call today said. The Chicago Bulls played the same defense they always play, but Brooklyn missed. Where are you standing on that? It, it was did more the Bulls than that. Play better defense. And here's the thing: whether that's the case or not, the Bulls are a top. What are we top? Top eight? Top seven? Something like that? Defense in the NBA. Whether, whether you whether we like it or not, whether we see if it's they, they are that now. Situational matters, but. To me, I watched this game tonight, and I felt like the Bulls put so much pressure in the paint. At one point in the third quarter, the Chicago Bulls had as many points in the paint as they had. had. Yeah. That tells you the defensive intensity to download. Now, here's the thing. The Bulls have always dominated Brooklyn in the paint. Was this just the case of Brooklyn missing their outside shot, or do you think that this was a case of the Chicago Bulls coming in tonight and actually clamping down? on Brooklyn. It was a mixture of both. I, I won't say everything was the Bulls, but the Bulls' defense absolutely executed what they needed to execute today. Because um, there's been games where teams shot the ball poorly, and we still lost the game, right? Like, the combination of the Bulls playing efficiently. Somebody not, shot 26% from three, and we lost by, like, 11. That, was no. that Philly? Uh, I can't remember. I know it was a team that literally, I think it was the last game against the Cavs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the last game against the Cavs. Both of us shot terribly that game. Like it was, it was bad. I think both teams were like forty percent from the field overall in that game. Like it was a bad game, but um, like the Bulls just executed well, and and they played today with the confidence level of a team that knew they were the better team on the court. Yeah, 
I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll say that I agree with you. And I think before we get up out of here, the one thing I want us to do is, is what, what is the thing that the Bulls have done all year that changed tonight? And was that because of Pat Beverly? Like what, what was your thing that you saw that you saw the Bulls do all season that changed because of Pat Beverly? To me, it was just the body language. This like it, this team just seemed like a much more confident team. If we're talking about strictly on the court, on the court tangible things, yeah, I'll say they 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 got everybody involved, and it seemed like that it was infectious, right? It started with the starting lineup to start the game out, but even that bench that bench was moving the ball around and played with a level of confidence. We extended the lead coming off the bench like that was. I haven't seen the bench play like that since probably the first five games of the season where it was like, hey, we're going to have one of the better benches in the league. And then Billy yeah. Donovan looked at, uh, at Andre Drummond and said, yeah, I'm not playing you no more. Don't even worry about it. So, no, I, I I love that for me. And, and let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. Let us know in the chat as well. For me, I, I think that the fact that we saw everybody play their position, mm. even when the bench came in, Ayo DeSumo was a better bench point guard than we've seen him be a starting point guard this year. Ayo was still moving the ball well. Now, there was a couple of plays in there where he was taking some layups that I was like, what the heck's going on there? But Ayo was finding the guys open. He, he was more confident, it seemed like, off the bench. I felt like everybody felt comfortable in the position that they were playing. And I think that started with Pat Beverly coming in and literally just allowing people. Like, we went to Vooch more than we normally do and he wasn't even the reason we won. Vooch, five of nine from the field. That's crazy. And this is probably the only game where Vooch only takes nine points, and I feel like he was used efficiently. Usually, <laughs> Vooch has nine points. We're like, hey, man, what's, what are we doing? Why didn't we go to Vooch more? Vooch and balled that, it. And that's what I'm saying, right? Like, the thing to me is you went down to Vooch and allowed Vooch to be the passer that he is. They, the offense was created. And it seems like the only person on the floor that realized that, or it seemed like everybody realized that tonight when normally um, the, the Chicago Bulls don't have that moment where they're like, we need to get it to Vooch, not to be an offensive juggernaut, but to actually be the guy that's facilitating the ball for us. I saw Pat Bev get down low, throw the ball back up to Vooch, and Vooch kick it out to a wide-open Zach Levine. <coughs> Excuse me. Or a wide-open DeMar DeRozan. Pat Will got in on that, right? Like, I think those are the things. Just identifying where people need to be on the floor. I thought that that started with that starting unit, and that just carried on through the entire game. Yeah, agree, agree, and and let's see if it maintains. Right, we got another game up uh, against the Washington Wizards on Sunday. The team that lost today, we won. If we beat them on Sunday, we move into that tenth spot. So, um, you know, this could be important for that. But uh, the I how okay the way that the Bulls played today. I know we keep saying the Bulls got to get you at one point said they got to be five games above five hundred. That's it's it's going to be a minute before we get there. The Bulls play like this. We have five games left until the end of next week, next Sunday. If the Bulls play like this, maybe dropping a game or two over that stretch, though, but if they play with this same level, execute the same level, and that was the biggest thing for me. Everything that the Bulls did today is sustainable. Everything that they did, the way that they played is sustainable. Um, do you believe that the Bulls have, have, have enough in the tank? And at that point, would you believe that the Bulls can turn the season around on the back half here? Well, I mean, it depends on what your definition of turning the season around. I thought the Bulls were going to make the playoffs anyway. Hmm. I didn't think we were missing the playoffs. I thought that they might sneak into the play-in game and fight. They would have to play through there to get to the playoffs. But I, I expect the Bulls to be in the playoffs this season. They, I still do. The thing is, for me, 
I'm still maintaining that five games above 500 because looking at the teams that we play, yes, there's some tough teams in there, but looking at the teams that we play, you should be able to get five games above 500. Now, will you? That's a different question. We had that conversation earlier today when we went live. Will you? That is a completely different question. But based on the talent that was on this team, and I need people to understand, when you see teams play like this, that that Brooklyn team is not bad. Right. It's not a bad team. Did they have a tough shooting night? Yeah. There were some moments that were tough. But the Bulls outworked a team for once in their life this season tonight. And, and to me, that tells me, and, and we've said this all year, DeMar can play defense. Zach Levine can go out there and be defensive efficiently. Uh, the, the Bulls can do a lot of things. But will they? And tonight they did. So now I'm looking at you and I'm saying, okay, that's the punch you came out with. Okay, Pat Bev, what does that mean for the next game? What's that mean for the game after that? We said it on a live call. I don't want the Bulls to go on a five-game win streak. I want the Bulls to go on a one-game win streak every single night. <laughs> Focus on that game. Focus on that game and then the next game. That game and then the next game. And I think the thing is it, there's a combination of everything but when you have somebody that can go out there and is confident in the system that you're putting on the floor, I think that that changes so much. I agree. There's moments where Billy D doesn't adjust. He's terrible at adjusting. I've said this, I said this before he was here. But night in and night out, we saw guys go with their own agenda. How many bad shots does Zach Levine take tonight? It feels like none. I'm sure if we go back through I'm sure right there's now, a couple in there, but like – 12 of 17 from the field, four or six from three-point range, man. This is how I want Zach Levine to play. And it's not just because he was making shots. Yeah. There's shots that he's taken where we've had to literally come on this show and say, that's a tough shot, but it's not a tough shot if Zach Levine's making. It didn't feel like that tonight. The only shot I think I can say that might have been a bad shot was the really, really deep three that he took over the Vucevic screen. Maybe in the second quarter, I want to say. No, it was in third quarter. He knocked down the three. But it was still like, ah, that's a deep shot. I don't know if that's you, dog. Like, you're not Dane. But it, 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 I, I can't say Zach took bad shots. I can't say, I, I don't think DeMar took bad shots. No, DeMar absolutely took some bad shots. But you, those, I, those, A couple of those three-pointers were literally like, hey, you, you're trying to take a heat check when you haven't been hot this game. Like, I, I, I'll give you that. But I think the three-pointers is more so because we can't stand him shooting threes. Like, they were in the rhythm no, of the offense. No, no. Two of those. Two, one was. Two of those were not in the rhythm, bro. He literally oh. got it, and Vooch was coming down to go to the lane, and he was just like, no, I'm about to shoot. I got to go back and look at that. I don't remember those. Look but at man, that. Man, I, I got to go back and look. And, and you know, uh, we can't. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I go back and look at those. But maybe. I'll I, 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 I take your word on it. But even so, right? Two bad shots ain't us sitting here at the end of the day and just going, I don't know why DeMar DeRozan was breaking the offense. Yeah, yeah. You're a great point. That's the biggest thing that tonight showed me. Nobody broke the offense. Nobody had an ego. Nobody had a, I have to do this. I got to make this play. I got to do. They all just went out there and played basketball. The Chicago Bulls played basketball today. That's fair. That's crazy to say, but I like if y'all have watched all season, you know what I mean. He did airball one of them, didn't he? No, that's the one you talking. You talk about that last one when he was trying to get out the game. 
No, not that. Oh, that was clear. I can't give him bad on that one. He was ready to go. Like that was. Hey, Demar. Demar looked like, what am I doing out here, bro? Bro, he literally, in the way that he turned around and started pulling his jerseys out, was like he was saying, "No, I'm coming out of the game. I don't care what. I'm done. I'm done here." He was like, "Wait, I'm getting in. Wait a minute, hold on." (laughs) And then Dalen, shout out to Dalen for 11 points in 10 minutes. Shout out to DT. Hey, hey, did you see Marco do this? I thought he was getting up, and then I realized uh, he had to give up his seat to Demar as he came. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's a seat warmer. That's literally his role. Seat warmer. He's, he's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it, man. Hey, man, I I I'm excited about tonight. I'm. I think all Bulls Nation is excited about tonight. Do it again, and then do it again, and then and again then and again, and then do it again. And then maybe yeah. take the day off. You're gonna have an off day. And then do it again. Then do it again. Yeah, yeah. But that's it, man. It was supposed to be a 15 minute. We didn't went 20. Uh. Follow us yeah, on everything yeah. at Locked On Bulls, man. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. By the way, go check out on my Twitter. For some reason, I saw Seth Curry's beard today, and it's one of the worst beards I've ever seen in my life. And we just fried this man for like <laughs> 10 minutes, bro. I cut up like five minutes of it on Twitter. Bro, go check that out. Dog, it's one of the funniest things I've ever actually <laughs> You know when like you make yourself laugh? Maybe it's not funny <laughs> to nobody else, but that man... Has like hear ye, hear ye beard, bro. Like he oh, got wow. Man, he took he got, a, he got an Abe Lincoln. Is that what you're saying? Bro, now, now Abe Lincoln had good beard. I'm not gonna lie. He was <laughs> had a good beard, bro. But I'm not gonna lie, bro. We we fried this man for a solid like 15 minutes, bro. Bro, this man said Abe Lincoln had good beard, bro. That's a line I never thought I'd hear on Locked On Bulls, bro. <laughs> Here's the thing, no. Here's the thing. This man had his like he, he Do you have a picture of it? Can you pull it up? Oh, hold on, hold on. I could, I could, I could drop it in here right now. I literally cropped the picture. We have so many pictures in here. First off, first because we roast people. That's what we do. We do be like, frying, bro, we do be frying over here. Hold on, hold on. It's uploading now because literally, bro, it's like old English beard, bro. Like, like, bro, what's going on here, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening here, bro? Like, bro. <laughs> 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 bro, <laughs> bro, oh, oh, first of all, how the hell your mustache and beard don't connect to any spot at all? How, how you, how the mutton chops on the side of your face don't connect with your chin strap? That is so much wrong in there. What bro, is happening? Bro, he got, he got, <laughs> bro, did, did he get kicked out the crib? Hey, bro. He nah. must have got caught cheating when he was on a road trip, bro. Nah, you know what it is? He got he got his dad's face, but his mom's side of the family beard, bro. That is absolutely old English beard, bro. Like That's he, crazy. He got the same beard that was at the Boston Tea Party, bro. Bro, that is, that's tough, bro. <laughs> that's, no, that's rough. That's. He looked like 13 years a slave, bro. Seven years, whatever the name of that shit is, bro. Like. That's 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 so wrong, bro. Like that's fair, bro. I'm just saying, like the 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 beard was wild, bro. That man got that. You can't call that a beard, bro. That's just a collection of facial hair chilling together. I can't call that a beard, bro. Like that's (laughs) like that. That man has absolutely. I ran against Thomas Jefferson beard. Oh man, dude, that is funny, bro. (laughs) Shout out to Jay in the cut, bro. He said he got that agree to disagree beard. <laughs> oh man, that's that is that's deep, bro. That's that's rough. 
That boy that's got rough. for Columbus beard, bro. He got <laughs> that's that's rough, bro. That that you shouldn't leave the house like that. There ain't no got, reason to be got, a millionaire and have a beard like that, bro. That's he got bayonet beard, bro. You know what I mean, bro? <laughs> bro, that, can we can we can we prove that they didn't go get Seth Curry back from Civil War times and bring him in the future? Like this is Bro, this man, this man got <laughs> I'll give you 10 paces. Hey, I've now fried this man beard on two shows, dog. I'm out of here, bro. My list on everything. Oh, bro, he definitely came out of the damn uh the pit and Django that they put him in the hot box. That's exactly what he looked like. He came out the hot box on Django. <laughs> hey, he got he got Hey, he got what the hell is that doing on? He got that get off my get off my lawn. Beard. Let's get out of here before we get fired, man. Uh, I know you ain't leave my front door open. Beard looking. All right, go ahead, bro. I got the Britisher coming, beard, bro. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> oh man, we just roasted this man for five minutes, bro. That's hilarious. Uh, it's now ten. It's now ten. I fried him literally for five <sighs> minutes. Follow me on Twitter. Check out the video. Me, Jay Garf, and Stefan and Don was going in. The whole chat was in on this, bro. Shout out to everybody. Oh, Follow give us freedom, looking beard, at the, bro. That's... <laughs> man, got. I cannot tell a lie, beard, bro. Like. <laughs> Four go- four score and seven years ago. Oh man. All right, man. Follow us on Locked on Bulls. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, man. We out this one before we get fired. Peace, y'all. <laughs> oh man. Yosemite Sam beard. Duck season beard having ass. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>